tell me that's my favorite Aerosmith song of all time. Dude, I, I used to get up every morning at the butt crack of dawn and run up a hill with that cranking in the headphones. Really? And that song got me up that it's a it's a steep it's a steep sucker. It, it got me up there. What a great song. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh I actually I didn't even know like I mean I knew about Aerosmith for, you know, ever since forever. And uh, this was actually let's just we're done with that. Um, oh, I lost you. I lost everything. You did? Uh huh. You lost your. There we go. Back. Okay. Oh, oh, oh! You got to twist it. That. There we go. Oh there my we go. gosh. Sorry, dude. Hokey woke setup. <laughs> um, I found out about that song like I don't know midway through high school, and I was like, "What is this?" I got the. Um, it was a double or a double CD set, and it was like live it had something to do with a pig or something like that hmm. the name of the album and it was live somewhere and it was two cds it was like 16 or 17 songs on each and it was one of those uh buy one get like 13 free cds you know what i'm talking about you ever, yeah did yeah. you ever do that of course yeah right, of course right yeah um so yeah so yeah once i um once you showed up here which this is brian this is my uh i am brian my, and my, so is my wife yeah <laughs> Sorry, that's Mo- all right. Monty Python, you gotta, you gotta love I it. I haven't seen all the Monty Python movies though, and yeah, we'll segue into that. All right. <laughs> um, well, that's what I, I, ever when you told me you were coming down, I was like, I should bring back Not Appropriate. It's been way too long. I think Jack was like two and a half months when he did, so it's been like five or six months now. Dang, it's been a while, and it just time flies, you know. And yes, I didn't really, uh, um, I, I wanted to do it but i just you get into a rut and i've done that a couple of times like i'll do like three or four weeks without doing one and i'm like i gotta do this and then it's funny how many more text messages and phone calls i'll get they're like hey what's going on how you guys doing i'm like oh good like well you haven't put out a podcast for a while we don't get your weekly updates you know which is uh funny that's what it turned into is like you know all the family members um even from your side like tune in to see how the family's doing and uh so yeah when you told me you were coming up i was like all right we got to get it not appropriate in here um and then i was telling you that i did start doing a movie podcast so maybe i'll have to do a monty python night or something like that oh bro that that that'd be the one i mean that's monty python is like it's part of our family history almost in a way i mean i've heard you and your family quote that movie ever since i met you guys yeah it yeah. gets heavily quoted in our family there's no doubt about it and like, life of brian life, life of brian. apparently that's where my name came from was that movie no way. that's what they tell me now i don't know if i believe them. Uh, i was supposed to be named mark really originally. yeah where'd they get mark from i have no idea um second book of the gospel i don't know um the i have no idea where they got mark from but yeah the life of brian dude it's it's a uh i don't want to spoil it for you I don't want to spoil it for you. Have you seen Monty Python and the Search for the Holy Grail? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I've seen that. Um, I've seen a few. I can't really tell you the names of them. If you bring them up, I'll remember them. Mm. Those are the two main ones. Those okay. are like the two. Maybe I haven't seen any other ones then. Well, the, those... I get that in Mel Brooks movies mixed up all the time, mm. which I think is pretty similar comedy, right? Well. Slapstick era. Yeah. Well, Monty well, Python might Monty have Python's very bit. British, very dry, sarcastic. Maybe that's why they're better. <laughs> I never thought I'd grow up into a British comedy fan, but I, I was like injected into my bloodstream at birth. I think, just like I was spoon-fed sarcasm as an infant, and then it just, <laughs> <laughs> it just kept. Rolling. I had to develop mine. I didn't have. There wasn't sarcasm around my house. You know, it was like, "Oh, Corey, you're not going to do this today. That's great." And then that was it. That was that was the most like, "You're not going to clean your room. Great. 
That was sarcasm. the most sarcasm. I know, but it wasn't like meant to be. It was just like, it was that instead of saying you little asshole or something like that, which my parents would never say that. I'm, I'm kidding. I think that's why it's so funny when you say things because often you're serious and we just take it as sarcasm. <laughs> Me? Yeah. Really? I don't know. Say something. I mean, that's possible because <laughs> I do. I, I, I speak in movie quotes and uh, I am sarcastic a lot. I try not to be. It's very ill-timed most of the time, but... Uh, it's it is a lot of my speech, and I don't really know what to do with that. Sarca- I think sarcasm. Start a podcast. I think it's there's there's got to be some kind of genetic trait to understand sarcasm. I think I I think that because there's people that are born without the the gene. I think those people are really weird. If you don't understand when someone's being obviously sarcastic, well, I mean, I guess it could be a mood. Like if you're all pissed off, like I mean, I'm I'm usually like making fun of someone I'm about to get into a physical altercation with more so than they actually might pick up on. So they're just taking it. You know what I mean? It's like, all right, this is definitely ill-timed and they're not getting it. So I guess maybe it's a mood. You know, if you're like really angry, you might not get it. Stephen Colbert, when he had his, that first show that he was on the, the Colbert report, uh-huh. um, I knew some people that thought that he was dead serious and like that, that was that it wasn't like a shtick and that it was just, that's, and so that's when that's when I started to realize, oh, some people don't like really just don't sense sarcasm. They don't pick that's it up. That's interesting. I mean, I guess you I don't know. That'd be interesting to know if every single person like that or most of them have a have a, a weird gene because I feel like a lot of people get it. But yeah, I, I do know what you're talking about. It's like it's like no, no, don't get Brian. I mean, Brian said he hates ice cream. Don't he? I heard him say it. Don't don't get him any. Yeah, he, he yeah. said he hates it. Yeah, there, yeah. So there you go. Um, yeah, that's uh, Stephen Colbert. That was a that was a weird one because then he went into like more of a serious, well, not as serious, yeah. but well, he's not serious. But I'm. It's hard with the whole Trump era and comedy. Like they, it went to, like they're trying to make fun of of Trump. Like everyone was hopping on that train because it was so easy to do. And but people who really didn't like him were so malicious about it. It didn't come off as funny. Mm. And I felt like that's a lot of the way the the night shows went. And not that I watch them a whole lot, but I'll see like highlight reels from them. And it's like they're trying to get like laughter, but it's like on a cheap expense because it's Hollywood and everyone hates them. So it's like the audience, you know what I mean? Like yeah. the audience is like with them on everything. And mm. um, you, I don't think you could do that vice versa. I mean, unless you went to like some podunk town and like, hey, Biden's an asshole, right? And everyone's like, ah, and starts clapping. <laughs> like every single joke you make about him, whether it's funny or not, the, you get an, an audience response. And it was more like, I don't know if it's virtue signaling or what, but it was definitely like a, I guess a cheap pop would be the best way I can put it. It's like it, it was just a cheap way to try to get laughs and they were going to laugh whether it was funny or not. Hmm. Yeah, I, I hear you. The laugh tracks and the, I mean, there's so much, there's so much out there. Like that you can absorb through a screen today that was not there not too long ago. Like, Wait, what do you mean? I mean, with the advent of the internet, I mean it's all. <clears throat> excuse me, I had a pint of ice cream, and it's it's coming back up. <laughs> and, and a gallon of hot sauce before that. <laughs> um, there's just so much more content to absorb, just like exponentially more so. Oh, like as a whole as a whole yeah, yeah like with internet tv right. stream all that stuff yeah. right so it's like yeah. navigating what is real or even what is good because because everything borrows from everything borrows back like like the way our, our culture is today it's all built upon previous 
cultural things that were put in place. You know, yeah. if, if you want to okay. talk musically, it's like, you know, rock and roll was built off the blues and then all other types of music came out of, you know, blues and, and other types of music came out of classical. And that was all reaching back to the, the original start where, where the two different main styles of music started, you know, either classical or blues. And most music today is influenced by one or the other. And I but, guess that's something I, you really understand when you hear it put out like that, though. Like I didn't I wouldn't be able to explain to you how music gets its influence. But yes, that's exactly how it goes. But but it's not limited just to music is my point. Like culture, culture like things like you know, movie quotes or or something, you know, these these lines that you hear that are euphemisms or, or um, uh, I'm not thinking of the right word right now, but uh, cliche little cliches or things that are that come from that become popular through culture popular culture builds upon itself and it's like where does it go from here like it's, it's rooted it's in so, some sort of history yeah it's it's rooted in some other form of content you know that's been because since since it's been printed and then tv like it's just been this exponential boom of content i'm like some of the original content of printed content the earliest one that i know to go back to is the bible that's been you know printed content from however far back and still today but then there's all these other stories that have been printed and you know just think think of i mean you're such a movie buff it should be easy for you to think of like different quotes but some of them like stem back how they always remake movies you know they like take a movie and like yeah. remake it and like yeah all of all you of culture today in movies like is like, there anything I've seen this joke play out Ago, a long time ago like come on let's go right Do almost like is else. there anything original like making my what made me think about this is like you know a comedian making jokes about the current president and getting laughs like is that original not really especially after it's like the 10,000th time it's well it's, I mean the <laughs> and he has been president for two years whatever number of president you know um guaranteed each president was made fun of at some point I had to uh be. yeah fair, uh, fair enough they have um but well, my my point with that was it was way more malicious and not funny mm. when it came to Trump jokes. Like I've seen some Trump, like Alec Baldwin did a great Trump impression. Every time he did it, no matter how many times he did it, I laughed my ass off. And I, I Alec Baldwin's like one of my favorite actors. I think he's he's a brilliant actor, and I I love everything he's in pretty much. Just not so great with guns. He needs some training, and uh, <laughs> apparently he's not very good at lying either, which you would think would be a better, uh, I didn't squeeze the trigger. Uh, okay, guy, how about we just stick with the, uh, it's a prop gun and shouldn't have been loaded. Um, yeah, I, I, when Alec Baldwin would, would do Trump, I, I would always laugh at that, but some of these, like Stephen Colbert, he just wasn't funny at all about it. Jim Carrey could do, like, the uh, Biden impression and it's hilarious no matter how many times I see it. So I guess it's not really, it's not really like who it's about. It's who's doing it, which is the way it should be. Right. Yeah. Let's see when it comes to comedy. I mean, the the main goal should be to get your audience laughing. Right. Yeah. And, and if your intent is to not get the audience to laugh so much as slander somebody, then it's not as funny. I don't know if that's what is, he was really going for. I mean, again, I don't even watch the show that much. I've mm. just seen a bunch of highlights over the years of him, like, you know, saying a line and then leaning into the crowd, and then the cloud, crowd starts laughing. It's like, what did he say that was funny? It's just something that, oh. like, some people agree with, well, I guess. Well, shows like that, that that's, uh, like, there's laugh tracks, right? It's all produced. Uh, well, yeah, they have signs say laugh, you know, like... That was like actually one of my top five jobs I wanted to do when I was when I was be the guy that lights up. up the applause sign. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, hey, laugh, you big dummies. 
God, I mean, <laughs> except I'm laughing too hard, so I forget to put it on. Uh, late Top night, five jobs, huh? Late night comedy uh, or uh, talk show host, you smart ass. <laughs> I was legitimately like the guy that lights up the sun. I mean, you got donate if you don't aim too high, you'd be, you'd be pretty good to hit the mark, I guess. <laughs> hey, I mean, I guess maybe that would have been a better way to go because I'm nowhere near that goal. Hey, you got a microphone in front of your face. You're yeah, broadcasting yeah, it out to the world. Yeah, which is also what I was talking about. Like, there's especially after COVID. I mean, think about how many podcasts started up during COVID. And like, well, I mean, you know that roadcaster there that was out of stock. For, for a long time, yeah. these people bought them all. That's why I turned to this one company because they had them in stock. Mm. Actually, they didn't have the single ones in stock. They only had like the bundle kits, but the bundle kits came with condenser microphones, not dynamic microphones, which you're a recording guy. You know that condenser microphones are not very good for speech, right? Um, or podcast unless, you're, unless you're in like a very controlled environment, separate yeah. studio box room. And, yeah, which yeah. I have not. Yeah. Uh, so well, it, it wouldn't be conducive to podcasting because you'd be in a separate well, no, Yeah, and no, I realize that. I just know that they, condensers are not good for what I'm doing in the area that I'm in. Mm. So I wanted dynamic microphones. Point is, it came with all this shit that I didn't need. So what I did was I bought it and then told the guy I didn't want it, but I wanted the roadcaster. And he's like, Oh, well, we'll just credit you back for all those microphones and stuff. And I was like, really? Like, I can keep everything? That's like, I got like four condenser microphones in there that he let me keep. But yeah, the mic, mic stands and XLR cables and stuff like that all came with it. But that's the only way I can get it was in a bundle. And my goal was to say, hey, I hate these microphones, but I want to keep the prod- podcast. Oh, I see. And he was like, oh, well, we'll just credit you back and then we'll send you some new ones. That's like aiming to be the applause sign guy and ending up being host. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if I were to, like, compare it to something, that would be really close to it. So, yeah. Uh, Dude, the last time we sat down at a table like this, you were not a father. Yeah, we were at the cabin, right? Uh, well, that was for my show. No, we did. We did my podcast. Did it in the morning over coffee. Oh, you're right. I'm so sorry. Okay. Yeah, and we did yours out on the balcony. You're right. You're right. You're right. The morning after. All right. Hill. Fair, fair enough. <laughs> I've never taken one of those. Abortion. Let's talk about it. Um, I'm just kidding. Against I don't it. want to talk about it. That, uh, <laughs> I, I just don't think. I, I mean, I think it's murder. There. Okay. I, I think. I think it's. The, I think it's taking of life. I. I don't want to go down uh, this road, but well, you, now I want to talk you about it out there. <laughs> I know, but I didn't mean anything. You brought up the pill. No, I didn't. Oh yeah, it was <laughs> both of us. I said I was talking about we podcasted the morning after that we recorded my show, and then I said then pill. you threw in pill. And I then you said abortion. Let's talk about it. Oh yeah. Wait. Let's go back. <laughs> yeah. You want to want to play it back? Shit. <laughs> Hang on one second. I mean. Okay. I, yeah, I, I did say it. I, I, what? <laughs> I'm, <laughs> not, I'm not that good. Uh, I mean, there. I think there are always going to be, you know, an exception to any rule. There's always going to be some kind of exception. That's kind of the way that the universe works. There's and some that's kind where of the exception. conversation gets lost. Right. Yeah, but but the, but that exception is not what's being pushed for. It's being like using abortion as like uh, contraception. Well, I, it's so crazy that we're even having like the whole abortion conversation spun off of what rule passed. Like an unconstitutional rule got wiped off the books. Yes, it's been in, in writing for 50 years, but you do not have a constitutional right to abortion, no matter how you shake it. it, it you don't have that. So when the Supreme Court cut it out, 
they didn't they're not making abortion illegal they're no, turning the power it back to, to the states, states which yeah. is the way it's supposed to be and that's the way us as public are supposed to be able to enforce our our beliefs and 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 fight for our rights is at the state level yeah. and you know county you have a lot more local government is you have more power yeah. as a, as a, as a civilian you have versus more power somebody, in the state so it, this is good for everybody right other versus being some you know having to take rules from somebody on completely opposite side of the country that has no idea what you're going through exactly. in your own local area yeah exactly yeah, sure. You have a got, lot better conversation trying to get a hold of your congressman than the president of the United States. So, right. I mean, I, I. That's just where that's where it all loses me. Is like, whoa, how do we get this far down the line? But you want to talk about that? Talk about it at the state level because that's what you're going to be able to do now. And that to me is a better, I think, to anybody with a yeah. freaking brain could tell that that's like, yeah, that you're going to have a lot better of an opportunity to voice your opinions to people. Like it was that. it was a big deal for you know stuff politically like that. If if you took out the if it happened to be anything else, if you took out abortion so that it wasn't part of the argument or discussion, just the idea of taking power from the federal government and giving it back to the states was a big mo- positive that's move. That's what it all is. All, is all about it shouldn't be what it was yeah yeah so. but it's, it, it almost feels like designed a little bit it's like oh here's here's a nice one that'll just keep people divided even though it's something that's good i don't know this sometimes my brain goes there to like ultimate conspiracy it's hard not theory. to though because it's it gets it gets spun into such a wild conversation and nothing ever gets accomplished i i i always bring that up with like taxes and stuff like shouldn't the rich pay their fair share it's like shouldn't you budget the fucking government and the amount of money you spend like stop coming to us for money dude <laughs> like dude you guys have so much wasteful spending and that's what the conversation should be about not if threw away 82 million doses of covid vaccine is that right that happened i didn't hear about that i've had the news turned off for about a month and a half that's probably healthy and it's like yeah it i mean we just got way too much going on yeah i it just it's it's life sucking sometimes yeah and it if it makes me feel like i'm going out of my mind i'm like how can people like think so differently about things and it's like well you said it to begin with there's always exception to a rule and there's exception to people with you know common sense you know not everyone not common isn't so common mm. right common and sense ain't so that common. still spins back to the idea of like how much content there is out there to consume today you know whether it's your news outlet yeah oh or, yeah, yeah or your favorite podcast or because if you, if you go back just like 50 years uh, with 50 uh, maybe we'll, uh, because we have to go a little further now wow is it 2022 already oh my goodness don't blink what on earth okay so if you go back 70 years 80 years let's say I mean, you know, everybody's tuned into the same radio program across the nation yeah and that's like what what that that was the content that was available was one radio show for the entire nation so everybody's kind of on the same page now it's like yeah how are you what are you even talking i've never even heard that you know what i mean like i don't listen to the podcast you know yes like my point yeah trying to piggyback off what you said exactly like when you say something like you're bringing up an argument or something about something that's like i've never heard it put that way or i've never i don't even know what you're talking about like which is cool because it brings more diversity to life like the, the experiences you can have the information and the knowledge i mean it's the information yeah. age right there's endless amounts of information out there if you to absorb you just kind of have to pick and choose like what am i interested in because the information's out there to that's absorb. the trick right trying to find out who's who's not spinning yarn and Right, and that's where that's where it have becomes a hidden agenda. Right, that's which where it becomes you're trying to get followers. I'm sure everyone has a hidden agenda. Hmm. Yeah, the, there's a good amount of agendas out there for sure, um, and they they can change from time to time. But it's so it's it's cool because it's diverse and you can have all kinds of different things. But it makes a lot more. It creates a lot smaller groups and all kinds of different camps and and you know 
a little more division, yeah. diversity and division as well. You got diversity yeah, and division. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Um, wow, I was going to, I can't thank the ice cream for that one because that usually takes away from my brain power. Diversity and division intertwined, tied together. Can you do the little like math thing? I know it's, I know this is an audio podcast, but can you like put all the numbers scrolling by my face? What's here? that Reading Rainbow <laughs> song that they play? You know, you've ever seen that meme? It's like trying to figure out, and it's like some simple-ass question. It's like trying to figure out how they do this, and it's like all these numbers are flying That's around. That's exactly it's like what I'm talking about. Reading Rainbow. You, ever, you know that song? Uh, yeah, of course, yeah, okay. dude. I how does it go? Jordy LaForge. Uh, that's the person who sung it? No, well, LeVar Burton was the host of Reading Rainbow. Oh. He played the character oh, yeah, yeah. Jordy LaForge on yeah. Star Trek. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't have been able to tell you his name, but I know who you're talking about. Um yeah, it's still I like can, can go, go anywhere. anywhere. Yeah, and take a look. <laughs> it's in a book, a reading rainbow. Yeah, that we should have used that as the intro. <laughs> Damn it, <laughs> we use it as the outro. I don't know if that's the same show. There's this like a star, like with a shooting rainbow behind it. Yeah, like, the more you know. I I don't think that was the same, but it was the same era at least, eighties. Yeah, a lot of I I follow some like um, retro pages on instagram and uh there's a few of them that are like relive your childhood or remember the 80s or you know all these different ones and it's like it really does like strike like feelings and memories and even smells sometimes you're like i could smell this picture like mm. i like there's a, like there's a picture of uh um what's uh what's that stranger things like when I'm watching Stranger Things, I'm like, it's like borderline my childhood. It's a little bit older, but as far as the period, is that pieces, how old Stranger Things is? No, it's not that old. It ta- it's a timepiece, though. Oh, I see. It's like what seventies, I guess, right? So I've, a lot I of the styles. I've never actually and, watched it. Really? Yeah. Um, it gets I, worse <laughs> as it goes along. <laughs> I know the first recently, season is so good. It's really good. Okay. Yeah. Do yourself a favor. It, it is. I enjoyed it thoroughly. I know recently, like. Master of Puppets was part of it or something like Metallica had some kind of collaboration with the show. No, no. Yeah, Ma- I'm pretty sure Ma- that's. I heard kids talking about it, and I was at uh, church one morning, and they were talking about Metallica because of Stranger Things. Really? And I knew how to play the Master of Puppets riff, so they were like, "Well, I, I, I never felt cooler." Oh, like, yeah. It must be some action scene then, I guess. I could I, be. It like popped up and then went away. It I was just cool for me. I'm thinking old school. Some <laughs> middle school kids thought I was cool because I knew how to play Master of Puppets. I was like, "Yes, it's, hey, it's you finally knew it was going to come around the- one time, right? <laughs> thought it'd be ladies in fame, but it's uh, <laughs> kids at your church group." <laughs> <laughs> We're all rich, Brian. Um, I'm t- I'm totally kidding, by the way. <laughs> I wish I could do half of what you could do with instruments. Um, Pretty good with the skin flute. Oh, I, d- um, I did get to do a, a show. I I teamed up with uh, my old band that I played. Is that with. what you're doing? That's what, that's not what I'm doing, but I did. We played a show three days ago oh, in okay. Sacramento. No practice. Hadn't played together in like five years. Whoa! How'd it go? Great. Yeah. Yeah. Picked up where you left off. Kind of, except we played like five or six songs I'd never played before. So that was... What were you playing? Drums. Wow. Were you always the drums in that band? Mm-hmm. And how do you know how to... See, this is what blows my mind. See, I've always had this conversation with Phil, too. Like, he, like he's... I feel bad because he, he always tried to get me to listen to his music. And I'd listen to it, but I, I wouldn't have it in my CD player because it's not really my jam. Like, I don't listen to that. But I try to be as supportive as possible. And I've always regretted... Like being that friend that wasn't into his music, you know, not that I'm not into his music, but it's like, 
it just I feel like I didn't give him the support that he that he deserved. And I explained this to him a little while ago. I was like, listen, man, I don't even know where to start when it comes to writing a song, making instruments, drive together. I have no idea. I can't even play an instrument. I don't even know. So whatever you guys did, however you got that magic into a CD is beyond me. And I get yeah, that I was kinda of, guess I'm kinda of getting at like how do you actually know where to go with the drums if you never even played the fucking song? <laughs> well, there's a style and and drums is probably one of the easier instruments to do it with because you you can't play in the wrong key on drums like if the band's playing a tune that's in b flat major the the snare drum doesn't care i don't even know what that is well it's just the key there's different keys of music different Uh and you you play within the key and you hit that's what you can hit a wrong note if you play a note that's not in the key that you're playing in and that's when it sounds bad you're like oh no that's no (laughs) please that's something else Um, but you can't the the drums can't do that you just got to keep the rhythm right so it's a little easier for that. So to, you could be as like simple or as intricate as you want? Yeah, a bit. As long as you know where the main beat is. The main thing would be is if there's complicated changes or specific hits or, you know, time feels, which there were some, but since the bass player and I had played together, you know, for 10 years before, like we have a pretty tight relationship and like he could just look at me and be like, okay, this is coming up. Like, yeah. be, you know, these hits, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, or, or something coming up. And then so I could be ready to hit them when, when it was wow. about to drop. You must've had to been on your shit for that, huh? Oh yeah. Yeah. I was. Wow. Yeah. That, it amazes me how, how anyone can do that. I have no idea. I mean, it's like anything, right? You learn how to do it and everything, but it still amazes me. I have nothing but respect for musicians that, that do that type of thing. It's very much riding a bicycle. It seems, especially drums. I mean, I, I once heard a really um, cool musician that I respect a lot and played with a few times uh, refer to the drums as a musical bicycle. Really? Yeah. It's just because you're like, everything's moving. You're like, your feet are going. <laughs> like, it's very <laughs> physical. I remember our guitar player would look back at us sometimes when we're playing a show and we're like three hours in. And, and he's like, he looks back and he's like, man, it looks like you're running a marathon back there. I'm like, <laughs> I am. Sweat. <laughs> man, yeah, you guys do move around a lot yeah you kind of have to <laughs> yeah well i mean yeah in, in comparison to like a keyboardist or something keyboardists can't move around too much got to keep those fingers at the keys yeah you're kind of married to that thing i would imagine <laughs> that's why elton john floating in the air while playing is pretty impressive i didn't even know that he did that <laughs> have you ever seen elton john yes really I saw him one time in hawaii so, this is as awesome as i think it would be uh it was pretty incredible especially if it was just i mean it was just him and the piano for half of the set and then the second set he just brought out a percussionist and i say just percussionist but this percussionist had like every percussion instrument you can imagine like he had like a a a room of drums around him on the stage like timpanis and like all these crazy things to hit on um and he was just making it all work and he was making it but you know you know that uh billy joel song a piano man yeah when there's that line in there he goes and the piano sounds like a carnival yeah that I was lived when I was watching Elton John play that. Like you got into a wow. moment, it was just going. I was like, "This is it. This is the piano sounding like a carnival." I, I'm living it right now. I'm, I, I see it. Did it's you happening. think of that right when you? I saw thought it. it right when it was happening. I was like, okay. "This is a piano sounding like a carnival." It was just going for it. You know, just on some jam, just like all over the keyboards, like a big old rocking low note on the bass, just don't do, don't 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 do, don't just like going off. And I was like, "Wow, just one man so on the piano." Two mag- musicians. Up well, there. this was before the. Um, this was before the percussionist even came on. It was just Elton and the piano. Wow. And it was like, yeah, it's, it was a carnival. And you know, you know, the really cool thing about that concert, Ozzy Osbourne was in the audience. It was, what? It, it was in Hawaii. I remember Ozzy stood up like kind of like a few rows back from me and over like in the middle Fuck of the you, crowd. You were in front of Ozzy Osbourne? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he stood up behind me. <laughs> Damn, dude. 
I don't think he was trying to be, no, but he, he got recognized. I mean, they're both British, you know. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. So it's like, oh, one Coming of my fellow. Full circle to the British one of my stuff. fellow Brits. <laughs> Interesting. He stood up behind me. That, that's going to make like a yearly highlight reel. <laughs> Dude, I was at this concert and guess who stood up behind me? Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah, doesn't he like, <laughs> didn't have a booth somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> There's no booth that plays Del Arena really. sitting in front of him. That's awesome. Uh, so anyways, so he stood up and they said hi. Yeah, yeah he just like, everybody kind of recognized. It was before, I think it was before the show even started. Okay. He just like, it got known that he was there. I don't think there was, there was no announcement or anything. Just like, he just stood up at one point and like, like just a camera waved. guy found him or something. Something like that. Interesting. Um, yeah, he wasn't like trying to be known that he was there or anything. I always like. thought that with like baseball games and stuff. They're like, oh, I guess who's in the audience? And they're like, you know. Sit, sitting in between put people with like a hat on and sunglasses and they're like I don't who the fuck is that <laughs> like stands up it's like oh it's a uh, fucking uh, Rob Lowe or something you know <laughs> didn't even know you were into baseball sir uh, they're not until they win those Hollywood dicks oh Elton John there's there's a movie Rocket Man did you see that mm-hmm. is it good it's pretty good especially the moment when he floats because he would do a thing where he'd be playing the piano and he would like jump in the air and like suspend him so like like do like a back bend with his legs up in the air with his fa- hands on the k- fingers on the keyboard like with strings no like just like jump, just just oh, like shit. with drugs probably or something i don't know uppers yeah <laughs> and just like feet floating back and just like going for it and there's a moment in that movie and i won't give any more details because it's like just this epic moment when they kind of recreate that the magic of of that hmm. and it's just the coolest like cinematography like if you like cinematography at all uh it's just it's incredible just that scene i would i would watch the movie just for that scene he's at the troubadour it's one of his uh, famous show he played in i think in la right troubadours in la uh yeah it was like what kind of where he started to get known i think was at, at the that place wow that show it's wild it's pretty good yeah elton john what a songwriter i think he's on his final tour isn't he I think, or he's already done. I don't know if he's anything like the Stones. I mean, they just play till they drop, right? They still haven't. Have well, they? the drummer. Did he die? Mm-hmm. Like recently? Uh, last year, I think. Oh. Well, it's the easiest one to play, right? Just get a new drummer. <laughs> it <laughs> was the Stones, man. Keep the show rolling. They were going on tour without him, actually, because he wasn't well. And I remember seeing comments in, like, the, I don't know, Instagram or something. People were like, yeah. just wait for him to get better. It's not going to be the same, you know, if you, but... But to be fair, Spinal Tap. Have you ever seen Spinal Tap? I've have you not start, seen Spinal I've Tap? I started watching like the first ten minutes. Of it. I was like, Couldn't "What get am into I it? watching?" Ah, uh, well, Rob Reiner. I don't even know what it's about. I've heard it's about like thirty different things. Spinal Tap is it's a rockumentary on rock and roll, rock and roll rock and roll band a rock and roll band called Spinal Tap. Oh. I, I, I mean, I love documentaries. I love rock and roll. So I, I guess that's kind of up my alley. I'll give it another shot. Hey, this is why I started the movie podcast, man. You to know, find new movies. To find new movies. And we've done nothing but movies that I know and love. And I was just actually talking to Phil over the weekend. And uh, over the weekend, you stupid bitch. Um, it's a Chris Farley bit. Um, you'll find out about it uh and we were talking he was like i was like yeah i want to like get like you know a movie i've seen maybe you haven't seen or i'll watch one and introduce it and he was trying to get me to watch it and i'm don't do scary movies at all Mm. and so i agreed to it but i was drunk so it didn't count but we haven't done it yet but anyways spinal tap like yeah this is why like i want to find out about new stuff and i have seen it but not all the way through and i couldn't get into it i don't even know what it's about 
So it's a rockumentary. We had, the, I'll just leave it at that and you can figure out the rest. We had a room in the house in Washington where our band started, where we, that was our home base, Port Angeles, Washington, uphill drive. It's huge, awesome house. Like that, the backyard was the uh, Olympic National Forest. And you could wow. see, like, you had these huge, like, giant windows in the middle floor living room area that uh-huh. looked out and you could see, like, Victoria and Canada across the, the sound. It was pretty epic. But in that big old, impressive, massive living room window space, right in front of those windows was one of those little, like, 12, 13-inch TV VCR combos. <laughs> little silver thing. Sony Trinitron or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and on that thing was always playing one of three vhs tapes and it was either always like you could walk in the room and there'd be nobody there to be in the middle of one of these three movies or you'd be in there like everybody be watching one of these movies did it have to be switched yeah you had to so someone somewhere sometime was always switching them out yeah and there were more vhs tapes available but those three stayed in rotation and literally like you everybody be watching it or like you know, you'd come in and you'd walk in the room and like ten people are watching the movie. Like, oh yeah, that's sweet. I love this part. <laughs> or, or you, could, you, or you walk in the room and literally the movie's playing and nobody's in there watching it. No one watching it. Do an empty room with a movie playing. And uh, Spinal Tap was one of them. Spinal Tap, Half Baked, and Lord of the Rings. It was those, one of those three movies. I've seen one of those. <laughs> How many Lord of the Ring movies are there? Um, three, I think. Okay. There shouldn't. So be you know all those movies front to back then. Well, I read the books when I was uh, 18. The, oh, I, I met the Spinal Tap, Half-Baked, oh, and Lord of the Rings. Yeah, Half-Baked I didn't revisit as much. Um, but Spinal, Spinal Tap is probably the most revisited because Lord of the Rings is, you know, there's three of them and they're long. Yeah. Spinal Tap is short and there's only one. So, And it came out way before Lord of the Rings movies How old did. is that movie? Eight, it must be 80s. It's got to be 80s. See, Dan, Cousin Dan, when we were living together, he had that in his... A binder of DVDs and you know we going through each other's DVDs because you don't you know you have DVDs you've watched them plenty of times I'm sure so when you find someone else's DVD collection you're like oh I haven't seen this and uh, I watched American Me over Spinal Tap have you ever seen uh, Best in Show yes the dog yeah the, it's it's the same group that, oh. made, that made Spinal Tap this is, really? Yeah, it's called This Is Spinal Tap, I think, technically, is the movie title. Yeah, okay. But yeah, I, I've, Same group. I've, I've looked at that DVD dozens of times and been like, eh, maybe not this time. <laughs> and then Dan must have been watching it one day, and I like was in the room. I was like, eh, I'm out. Like, I, don't I, mean, even, I didn't even know what it was. It's a little dumb. A little. That's okay, as long as it's short. <laughs> <laughs> as long as I can watch it and tell people I've seen it. The thing is, there's there's some iconic scenes and definitely some iconic lines that pull from that movie. Okay. Uh, I, I don't. I almost. I, I'm I not going to put you on the spot. I don't want to ruin them for you. Is the thing. I don't want to say them and then oh, have it okay. ruined for you. Well, I then the simple fact is, I'm just going to have to watch it. There you go. And I will. I promise. I All promise right. you that. All right. As sure as uh yeah. As soon as I get a uh, name for the podcast, I'll. I'll when I'll, you watch it, just remember that. The reason I said it was because you said drummers are easily replaceable. Oh, is that what you took from that? <laughs> I was kidding. No, I, I was drunk. No, watch Spinal Tap and just remember okay. that I said that. Oh, oh, okay. Drummers are easily replaceable. Interesting. All right. Interesting. That, shit, you're making this more and more intriguing. <laughs> just the conversation we can have after this is worth watching a stupid short movie. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's, it's definitely worth it. <laughs> 
great. Oh, man. I'll give it a shot then. But, uh, yeah, on the uh, other podcast, I'm always trying to, like, think of, like, new things to do. And uh, we're still messing with the format. I don't know if it's going to be a straight, like, this is what we do every time. But, like, getting people to, like, call in. So, like, if we come up with it, we'll maybe watch Spinal Tap and yeah, I can get you to – that would be perfect. We should just do that. All right. All right. We'll set it up. I'll I'll, uh, I'll fucking go through archives and find that movie somehow and um, I'll watch it. You rewatch it if you can. And then I'll have – if Phil can make it, have him watch it and we'll – We'll have you as a special guest. Sounds great. Count me in. Outstanding. I did one with Brett, Phil, now you. Also, if there's anything you want to talk about, like you brought up abortion, I'm totally happy to talk about it. Like, it, I'm sure you are. I, I just, it's, I don't <laughs> not, know. Not specific. I'm just saying there's no, there's no subject that I'm uncomfortable talking about. That's my oh, point. Oh, man. All right. Well, it's, it's just like when I was, um, I feel like his microphones suck all of a sudden. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like we're trying to move here. A lot. See, again, so much has happened. Um, it's uh, trying to get a, sit down and actually do a podcast is like it, it's hard. I know. I, I show up here and you like we hang out for a little bit, and then you're like out screwing in the rafters and stuff and getting the house <laughs> ready to sell. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a lot, and uh, I, I'm I'm doing two different jobs at work right now, and it's hot as shit. So it's like you get burnt out pretty quick out oh, yeah. there. But. Um, but yeah, I really wanted to, you know, that and not doing it, I get kind of nervous about doing it again. And mm. it just, it just becomes this vicious circle where it's like, I don't have time. And when I do, I don't want to do it. So, um, so yeah, when I, um, but what the closest I got through that time was all these, all this shit was happening. Like Roe versus Wade got overturned. I was like, I should probably do a podcast soon. <laughs> and then, uh, Trump got raided. Ah, I should probably do it, which is, I guess a little bit more recent. So, um, yeah, I, I could do that. And then, I mean, shit, I, I know a dozen things that are worthy of talking about have happened between now and the last podcast. And it's, uh, I feel like it, it, if I do that podcast, you know, and start talking about it, I got to listen to my, my, uh, uh, political stuff, start jumping back into it. Mm, get you up don't to want date. to do that. I, I do. And I don't like, I want to know what's going on. I want it, but it's like, well, to be it's fair, hard. that's just what's going on. I mean, there is a lot of attention that is paid to politics because it has a lot to do with people and has a lot to do with what happens in our immediate reality. And never so more than in the last like 10 years. Yeah. But, but also that's only if you really pay attention to it. Like, I mean, life is so much more than the politics and the politicians that are you yeah. know, quote unquote running our reality. Ugh. Like just, I mean, I, I'm coming off of, you know, you know where I'm coming from. I, I was out in the wilderness for three days. Yeah. It's, you just kind of tap out. Nice that, that becomes reset, reality. Huh? It's a reset. And I've done it a couple of times on the past couple of weeks. So it's like, that's just this step back from all the BS that people create that we live in this like cloud of BS, I would call it just a, everybody farting. Like this is my opinion. And this is how I think things should go. <laughs> <laughs> and you just pull back from all that. And be like, ah, oh, trees, water. Oh, look, there's some food over there. If I so need it. Um, it just, it's a good mental reset to realize yeah. there's people are not in control as much as we like to tell ourselves that we are in control. And there's this, it's a facade. It's a huge facade that people are in control because they ain't, and they're not. They never have been. They like to play a good game and make a good show about it, but it ain't the facts. Yeah, well, what do you mean as far as, like, reality? I mean... Uh, as far as, like, the political world is, like, sure. or how the world just happens to you? Just how the world is. The world yeah, of I guess people in, in the most things. Yeah, but the 
so yes, you are absolutely true. But the trick is to find the balance into trying to keep the bad things from happening to you mm. and creating opportunities for good things to happen yes. to you. Yes. While trying to understand how everyone else is operating. Mm. So yeah, it's complicated. It's, it is. It's absolutely complicated. It's never as black and white. And that's if I can ever like relive my childhood and tell myself something like that, like that would be it. It's not black and white, dude. Somebody who may have the answer for them may and probably won't be the answer for you. Create your own answers. Do you know? It's just so many. I, I've always like. I still do it. You know, you watch like, oh shit, that's how this guy got six packs. I should do that. You know, and it's like, well, dude, this guy has had a six pack since he was seven. He didn't tell you that, but yeah, it's easy for him to maintain it. You're 45 pounds overweight. You could probably get close, but you're never going to look like that. You know, for example, not that I'm obsessing about it or anything, but yeah, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it, you know, someone else's reality isn't yours. Create, you know, just live in your own reality and, and do things that make you happy. Well, then there's then there's the objective. Well, then just doing things that might make you happy could be crapping somebody else's day out, depending on what it is that makes you happy. Outliers to the uh, what'd you say? Or um, even there might be a lot. Like some people, you know, there's so many different perspectives. Exceptions to the rule. Yeah, exceptions to the rule. But there's so many different perspectives. Like there could be a whole group of what makes this giant and large group of people happy makes this other giant large group of people pissed off. That happens. That that happens Back now. To politics. See. <laughs> The thing that I found the closest in my 40 years, you know, which for some is long, for some is I'm just a pup. Um, I was called two days ago, just a pup. Ah, uh, yeah, little pup. <laughs> oh, you still pup. British? <laughs> no, no, but it's, it's accurate. If somebody's 80, then I am just a pup, you know? Well, he's old, so fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I get it, yeah. <laughs> no. um, what I found is, is following Jesus and the Bible and God and what is there the truth the truths that lie within there as the ways to navigate this world and use those as your basis and foundation just and it gets the reason that it gets turned I, I myself was like that sounds you know my whole my entire life like organized religion all that I was like uh, -uh I still don't Out. like organized religion yeah I don't I don't like organized religion. Well, the bedrock of morals bedrock of morals yeah the where the where the where the truth of how to exist and make god happy which means doing all the quote unquote right things you know in in life you you look to that and that lines you up like straight if you if you, if you look at it and and read it and study it and and even just follow the simple versions of it like it it just lines you up that's where like the bedrock of morality lies is there in the in the word of god essentially um the, and, and Jesus broke it down to make it super simple. Just like, just love God with all your heart and soul. And as with that same love, love your neighbor. Let neighbor, I know it's hard for you right now, maybe. No, 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 I'm, I'm listening. But, I'm but, but neighbor, like being the person next to you, you know, not, not neighbor in neighborhood sense, which is, it is that too. Oh, but, you mean the neighbor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I mean like literally the person next to you with that same, that same type of love. And I mean, everything else kind of sorts itself out from there. Not everything else works out. If if everyone follows along that, it's it's a pretty easy going thing. The thing is that people are complicated. We have free will. We can choose to do whatever we want, and th therein lies the complications. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I don't know. I could tell you that there's um, sometimes, and I know other people feel this way too. But sometimes there's so many examples of that that. People are just going to do what the fuck they want to do. They don't give a shit if you love God. They don't care about 
you. They don't care about your family. They all they want to do is make themselves happy. And however that, what hopefully it's not hurting too many other people at the same time. But there's so many people out there giving so many freaking examples of it. And you brought up the neighbor thing. It's happening right here next to me. Right. So people don't give a fuck about us. Obviously, don't care about my family. And it's it's disheartening. You that, know. That's the third part of that commandment too. Is is so it's love your neighbor even your enemy and that's where it gets really hard for people <laughs> well so you know and i think so i have always thought that i am not a very religious person i am baptized catholic roman catholic um i do believe in jesus christ i don't know if he was the son of god or not i know that might be insulting to someone like you but I, you couldn't insult me if you i tried. don't i don't oh i bet you i could um, <laughs> you'd have to try real hard you're freak you'd have to Look slap you, my grandma freak. you slap my grandma oh, that's that my grandma man i can't smack our grandma um yeah you people are too infectious to hurt um you people uh, um well i don't I don't even consider it religion. I mean, if you believe in Jesus Christ, then he is the son of God. That's because Christ means Messiah. Well, and what? Oh, it does, I didn't know that. Christ means Messiah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love the word Messiah. It's, it's, it's a nice one. Yeah. It's like it was. So my understanding of it is that there's three parts to God. And it's what's called the Holy Trinity. You got God. There's like three persons, three, three. Yeah, yeah. God the Father, the Holy Spirit who, who, that is here on earth mm-hmm. now, and uh, Jesus. But they're all God, even though they're like Jesus is fully, Jesus was fully man and fully God at the same time. Like he was here as a man to come live with his people as a man, but was still God, and but lived in a human body and like had all the same hardships, felt the same pain, went through the same emotional struggles, and you know and lived a perfect life as a man and came to experience like to know like what 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 are, what are the what are these people struggling with god knows because of jesus what people go through on a daily basis and i could get i could get way deep into it a bit i've, I've studied quite a bit in the last nine months nine to ten months but um yeah I, I there's still so much to understand like it's that's one of the really cool things about it for me is like there's this never-ending like stream of revelations and, and different knowledge paths that are seemingly endless. Yeah. Um, just from breaking apart tiny bits of scripture. And, but what they always do is bring me back to that relationship with God that allows me to make the right decisions in life to walk a path with him so that it's headed towards something good. Cause he always works everything out for, for the good. Every, everything that happens if God's involved, it, it turns out good. That's just how he operates. Yeah, and that might be something people struggle with too, with daily occurrences, people getting sick, you know, accidents happening. It's that's a tough one to swallow for a lot of people. Yeah, it's because we live in a broken world. This is not heaven, but like heaven. Earth. Well, yeah, yeah, no, I yeah under, understand that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but what I was saying was like my moral compass is I believe that my moral compass is good. I know right from wrong. I really do try to, like what you said, love your enemy. Every time someone does something bad to me, I really do take a deep dive and I'm like, what would make this person act this way? Why does she do that? Why does he do this? Why does he want to hurt me? Mm. Why do I want to hurt him? You know, And, and I always see people for people, not like a bad or a good person. I see people as like innocent, you know, somewhere along the line, that person didn't go 
the right way, whether it's drugs or whether it's upbringing or you know whatever. But I, I always sympathize with so, with a we're born human into being. It. I'll make it easier for you. You don't have to think about what they went through or what thing they had. We were born into this situation. Yeah, born okay. into sin since the since the fall of man away from God, way back when. Everybody's born into it. We're all born broken, essentially born in imperfect sin, imperfect. Yeah, yeah. born in sin. Basically, where our bodies are, our flesh is like it's just steeped in sin from birth. That's why you have to teach kids how to share and little things like that. Yeah, and you could tell that there's a lot of people that didn't learn how to do that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I, I. But my point is uh, that I have a moral compass, and I know it's driven by something bigger than me. Because it's just that, you know, you don't get this way or feel this way without an, an influence, I feel like. Um, so I, I don't know what to make of that. But I know that I have this moral compass that I know is instilled with me by my parents um, but and the people I surround myself with. But um, I, big, I, I do truly believe that there is something bigger that makes me feel this way, you know. And like I was saying about my enemies, like I always say, I brought this up in a podcast a while ago, and I know it doesn't make sense to a lot of people. It may not make sense to you now. Um, but whenever I look at the back of someone's head, I think I thought about it ever since I said it, ever since, ever since I said it and really tried to like, once I voiced it out loud, it helped me like rationalize what I was, why I was feeling this way. When I look at the back of someone's head, I see nothing but innocence. I'm like, that person eats, sleeps, loves hates everything mm -hmm. and i think it's because the back of the head is emotion i know this sounds stupid but no it doesn't it, it i think because the back of the head is emotionless and you can't judge the person's back of the head i don't know why mm. i don't know why it's so weird to me like i've always felt that way when i see the back of someone's head i just see not like i it's so you can't judge anyone by looking at the back of their head i, I guess that's the you simplest can. way i can put it <laughs> you can you if you really want easy to. you freak um <laughs> i know i know that's not the way you're going uh, rat tail <laughs> <laughs> who wears a mullet anymore no i'm just kidding <laughs> yeah, well okay mullets aside <laughs> i saw a little kid with a mullet the other day i was like that's a badass mullet dude. oh yeah yeah it's yeah. coming back some people can rock them some people can't it's true yeah uh, theo vaughn rocks a good mullet you don't even notice he's wearing it you're just like that's yeah it looks pretty anything cool. else would like, be oh, shit, he's got a mullet anything else would not be right yeah that dude i don't know what he'd look like with like a fade or something wrong yeah or the back of his head fade. i i judged the back of that head hard if it didn't have a mullet <laughs> yeah went. yeah i guess i would i would too that's a fair point <laughs> Uh, no, I'm sorry. I'm taking away from what you were saying, which no, is pretty, all right. I, I like, it's, it's I like hard it. To... No, I like it though, because I mean, you're kind of, you're seeing, the funny thing is you're seeing that person from a perspective that they probably rarely see themselves, if ever. Yeah. You know, how, how often do you see yourself in the back of your head? <laughs> Only when I'm trying to kiss my own ass. <laughs> <laughs> which wouldn't that's, make any sense. That's but... a really good answer though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. <laughs> no, that's, I, I like it. I do like that. Um, it's it's a compassionate way to look at uh, people. It's it's good. You yeah. think that's what it is? Well, yeah, it is. That's that's compassion. You're looking. I don't know. Anytime you look at somebody, you you feel that they deserve to live. That's compassion. Well, I mean, it's not really up for me to decide. I guess. Yeah, that's true. Unless you're trying to harm me, but um, even then, you know. <laughs> not for a little thing. Oh, that. Well, there's there's the devil. The, de the devil runs this world right now i guess so man it's, you may have uh, noticed yeah there's yeah there's a you'd be surprised how many times I've, i recorded the first podcast and was like what the fuck will you relax dude like i just it was just doom and gloom so much and i was like you need to find something else to talk about and that was one of those times where i was so wrapped up in you know just different things like 
politics and trying to find work and just things weren't I mean not things were going bad but I just I saw so much bad go- you wait it's always going on whether you sit there and it, like let it affect you and consume it and be the all you're talking about like I can think of a person right now that like they it's so annoying to watch somebody go through that like all they know is like the politics and um did you hear this or did you hear that I'm like will you just look at the sky for a second you know like a lot better things going on than than this right now yeah people are crazy and there's phones everywhere like you said with content being created content people can create it at any time any anywhere and all you got to do is provoke somebody and you got a million hits you know what i mean as long as you're recording their reaction so um yeah it's uh so yeah this i think it it's it's up to you whether you're gonna like let it affect your day or not that's pretty much what it is there's always shitheads out there you're always gonna get cut off on your way to work no matter how many cars you face somebody's gonna be an asshole out there but it's all about how you let it consume you yeah you could or lack thereof chase them down find out where they're at and blow their head with a shotgun that's that's one Path, possible Brian's path. words, not mine. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a potential outcome. <laughs> That's easy for you. You don't own a gun, all right? I own guns. You can't say that shit on here. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Damn, I got a feds. baby gun. <laughs> oh, well, fair enough. <laughs> Watch out, rats. As long as you chicken coop. pump it enough, is one of those hand pump ones? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You break the skin with that thing. <laughs> uh, it's, I think it's like 800 yards a second or something like that. Eight? Something, maybe 300 yards a yeah, second. Yeah, I'd say like probably 300. Yeah, 300, yeah. Yeah. Like uh, bullets, what fourteen hundred feet a second? Yeah, I was going. I was pumping. I, I added another three on the other side and flipped it and made an eight, and that's what I did in my brain. Yeah, three, three, eight. <laughs> it's not a bad way to look at it. <laughs> you came up with a number. You weren't sitting there blank faced. So that's that's yeah. It's better than not having answers. I mean, I used to be so good at that, and then the internet came out, and it's like, dude, you just you just sunk my way of life well, my buddy chris you, you met chris for he uh, he gave the, chris yeah he, he gave the boys a daisy you know from yeah when we were camping way back and it's great we still have it we still use it to shoot cans and stuff but yeah it wasn't doing anything for the rats that were getting the chicken coop you know they just like laughed oh, at it They're what like, are the rats doing the chicken coop trying to raid the chicken's food oh it's like they don't eat chickens do they no mm-hmm. chickens eat rats I don't think I don't have, they, they, mice, none of right? the chickens have eaten any of the rats. Really? That That'd would be, be nice. Gross. That would really fix the problem. Yeah, but then you're eating rat. <sighs> Do you eat chickens? I, I we eat the eggs. What's the difference between ch- eggs? Like, are they like cows? Like you got milk cows and then beef cows. So like um, with chickens, you got you know chickens you can raise and eat, and then ones that lay eggs. I imagine you would raise them differently. I've never raised chickens to eat. Um, yeah. But yeah, I imagine the the process would be slightly different, but. I don't know. If it's the same as a dairy cow versus a beef cow because the beef cow is often a steer, right? So it's a castrated male, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, the dairy cow is obviously you got me a there. female. Um, oh, is that right? Yeah, I so, guess so. So, yeah, okay. I, I don't think Duh. you just eat roosters. Yeah, but although you would probably want to if you're not a morning person. Uh, oh yeah, they had they had roosters for a long time. Animal control. Came we and took we them accidentally away. got a rooster in our booch, and and the the first morning that it woke Hillary up was the same day that that rooster didn't live at our house anymore. What'd you guys do with it? Did you eat it? <laughs> no, no, no. Hillary shot it. No, I'm just kidding. Spread <laughs> the boys Daisy. <laughs> no, no, she she uh, there's a place in town that like. It has you know however many chickens or roosters a roosters like, gro- uh, it's like a rescue rooster rooster refuge. rescue yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> nice but yeah the eggs are great oh man fresh eggs they have a fresh egg, just like fresh out the chicken and just cook yeah it. well that's like a big thing why we want to move to an area where we get a little bit more land because we'd love to have i you know 
I want to do gardens. Like I want to be able to plant anything I eat. Like I want spices. I want everything: tomatoes, zucchini, peppers, um, watermelon, everything. Yeah. And I want to be able to have as many eggs as I want. I eat about. I eat usually six to seven eggs a day. Like that's just my normal consumption of eggs. I've always been like that. Just get like ten chickens. You'll be good. Yeah, what is it like a? They said it's like a egg a day, uh, two every three days. I think is how the, how it works sure. out. Yeah. yeah, it's like a half egg every thirty six. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> thirty five and a half hours to get a half egg. Um, uh, and raising my own chicken meat too. That that'd be something I really want to look into as well. But being out there, you know, at the edge of town, it's like we're probably going to be fighting off coyotes and yes, raccoons. Yes, and, yeah. So. That'll be a fun little way to go. Maybe I can finally bring out my rifle. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean, old yeah. girl's been looking for some action. Chickens are great, dude. Yeah, fresh eggs are an amazing thing. Just to, it's like magic. It's like, whoa. Yeah, this is what an egg supposed to taste just like. Pops out of your butt every morning. <laughs> I remember the first time I had an organic tomato. I was like, what is oh, this? Oh, when you eat it, dude. Try an organic to- tomato like while it's still on the vine. Oh like, yeah. Thirty seconds after it's off the vine, it really changes. Really? Yeah, like it changes almost instantly. Well, it's still it, much better than non-organic. Holy yeah, but shit. I mean, once you eat one that's like still on the vine, it's like whoa. Really? But, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. The, the chicken egg thing. So you could you don't even have to cook them. Like I remember, you just crack it open, just slurp it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> More of a scrambled egg kind of guy myself. <laughs> Over easy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, that'll be a fun thing to start getting into that raising our own chickens and um, gardens, and I want to do water purification. And it's a smart way to go, I think. I mean, yeah, um, you oh. hear about like, well, when someone puts it into perspective, it's like, how long until like, say something bad happens, which it inevitably will sometime. How long does it take for the grocery stores to run dry and people to start going elsewhere for food? Their neighbor's house, or you know. I guess that's the only other place you go, right? So if you don't, if the grocery stores don't have food, they're gonna go look for it somewhere else. When people get hungry and thirsty, man, it's a different ball game. You know what I mean? Like it's. I hope that never comes. I hope that most people have found Jesus at that point because it'll be a little easier to deal with. I don't know, man. (laughs) You'll you'll see that one where they're like, you're like, oh, dude, don't you believe in Jesus? And then they cock the shotgun and he goes, God's sitting this one out. You know, like something like imagine that's an apocalypse type scenario that could oh happen. Have you ever seen the book of Eli? Yeah. Yeah. Great movie. That's a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. That is Speaking a good movie. Total, total plot twist at the end. Oh yeah. So good. Yeah. So good. I've watched it a bunch of times. It's, it's cool. I don't know how I've been able to watch it so many times, but like somehow I, you're not big on that, right? You don't watch movies over and over unless it's like, unless it's the book of or, Eli or a uh, spinal tap <laughs> book of Eli book of Eli run, run, run and book of Eli. That's a good one too. Might I haven't be... seen that movie since I was like 15, but yeah, I remember <laughs> that movie being funny as fuck. That <laughs> <laughs> was my hero. Speaking of mullets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That book of Eli did. I, and somehow I'm able to like, almost reset my brain every time i watch it and like the plot twist always hits me fresh really? i don't know yeah i don't know how it does like i wish i could do that with breaking bad but it but for some reason it only works with book of eli huh. like i can watch it like once or twice a year almost fresh just like just like still just, i don't know if it's because denzel washington is such an incredible actor or what it is but it's just the best he's the best yeah I, it was for for a long time it was a tie-up for me with Tom Hanks and Denzel Washington. They were like neck and neck for the longest time. Yeah. And then Denzel just like somehow went, nope, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> I won. Yes, you did. 
Uh, yeah, he's. I mean, everything. I can't think of anything bad he's been in. Not a lot of movies he's been in. I haven't seen either. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, but that's. I mean, <clears throat> you see how like passionate you get about that stuff. That's how I get about that. When we start talking movies, like I'll sit here and talk Book of Eli with you for an hour, and I get super passionate about it. So that's what like I, I was like I should start recording these things and make a podcast out mm-hmm. of it. So, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty fun. I can't wait to keep going on it. And actually build some structure in it because it's like a little free range still, just like not appropriate. You know, hey, it's got free, a, free range is good. I like. It's got range. a hint of Corey in it. Um, but yeah, we got to find a name. I still don't have a name for the podcast, and uh, figure out like a f- comfortable, natural type format without being too loosey goosey. Because that's what, that's what I said um, when I first started this. It was like I just kind of came in and started running everywhere with it, and it, it works. I like doing it, and people like I guess some people like listening to it, so that's fine. You know, I didn't really do this for anybody else but myself. I said that to begin with. Um, just pick a so, movie. There's your format. Well, that's what, yeah. Well, well, what I was going to say is, uh, but you keep interrupting me, is is when I I found out, like, oh, shit, why don't I do something about movies? It's like I knew doing Not Appropriate Podcast was going to lead me into something where it was more channeled Mm. and specific and, like, could be a good topic. It's never-ending. I mean, how many movies are out there? A lot, right? Um, You just said one I didn't even know. Spinal Tap, right? I kind of knew it, but I didn't even know what what it was about. And I mean, movies you haven't seen yet, movies you've you've watched a hundred times as a kid, you know. Like I, I was such a Chris Farley fan when I was younger because you know, it's just funny as fuck, dude. That guy, I, everything that guy's in, I just laugh at. So, anyways, I yeah, I get passionate about it. And I want to talk about it, so that's why I did that thing. And I knew not appropriate was going to lead into something like that. So I started kind of like leaning away from this and started trying to get into this new venture. But I'm so glad that I did this again. Yeah, me too, man. Yeah. It's actually, I guess, a good segue to ending it. It's an hour long. You oh, good. Perfect. You got anything yeah. you want to talk about? I mean, no? dude, I could talk no about more abortion things for talk? Days. No, we're good. I would talk more about, <laughs> about Jesus or something. Go go look into Jesus, folks. He, he's uh, it's pretty pretty worth looking into. Everyone that does tells me that, so there's got to be something to it. Yeah, there is. All right, my friend. Thanks for coming on. Anytime, man. Anytime. The next time we're doing the movie one. <laughs> and we're lead, leaving with what we led into. 